Get ready for an uplifting experience with Coached Soul. Join us as we bring you the dynamic duo of Steve Hudgens, a licensed professional counselor, and Kenya Evelyn, a transformational leadership coach. Together, they'll guide you through engaging episodes filled with valuable insights and actionable tips on mental health, relationships, self-care, emotional well-being, and personal growth. Coached Soul is your go-to podcast for empowering discussions that will help you thrive. So let's get started and welcome our hosts, Steve and Kenya. All right, Valentine's Day was is over, and Kenya, I mean, uh, as a single person, it's kind of hard to, to have a date on a Valentine's Day because the expectations that are there. Uh, on the flip side, you and, and Jeremy, I mean, come on, you two lovebirds had an anniversary not too Aww. long ago. You know, yes. what What brought, what What brings Valentine's Day for you as a married couple special? Mm, well, welcome back, listeners. What a pleasure to be here. I'm going to say that Valentine's Day is just a reminder to have more dates. Mm, yes. In my family. That, that's how it goes. And the kids love it. Um, you know, they get to get hard chocolates and things that usually I would not bring home. <laughs> Just to create a culture that this is not about a men and women thing. It's about celebrating the love, the culture of love that that I'm I have stepped in our household to spread. We we love each other. We're stepping into kindness. So the kids write each other cards and, you know, my little girl more than the boys, obviously. Um, just the age they're at. And I just get to remind myself to stop and have more dates. And, and I got to be completely honest here because if my husband listens, I want him to hear me speaking truth. We have not doing great we have not been doing great on date nights. Mm. So Valentine's Day really reminds us, it reminds me to take more time for each other. This is actually one of my New Year's uh, compass, if you will. I don't call it resolution, I call it compass, right? Uh, growing together, not apart, means that we actually spend time together. So really what I'm hearing, Kenya, it, it plays into our topic today, the value of a relationship. 100%. You know, it is February. We're talking about relationships and, and the things of that nature. And, and sometimes we put the value into the maybe the wrong things or how we perceive things and how we value. Uh, you know, a lot of times when I talk about value, uh, it's I have in my wallet and I carry it around with me wherever I go. It's a, a napkin a notebook paper, and a dollar bill. And mm. when I pull out the napkin, I'll ask, what do you think the value of this napkin would be? Oh, maybe a penny. Okay. Maybe. What does a napkin yeah. do? It cleans up messes. Okay. I pull out a blank piece of notebook paper. What do you think that might be worth? Oh, maybe a nickel. Okay. But if I say, Kenya, I owe you $100, is it really worth a nickel or is it worth $100 because I wrote on it? So I assign the value to that piece of paper. Then I sure. pull out a, a dollar bill and I say, how much is worth? Oh, that's a dollar. 
Well, if you're in Biden's inflation, it's worth 10 cents. But, you know, here's the thing. A napkin is to clean up messes, a notebook paper is to be written over, and, and a dollar is to, to move, purchase, or, or whatever. Yes. But what do those three things have in common? Different They're values. They're all made out of paper. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So we, as human beings, assign value to those papers. Mm. So are you valuing yourself as a napkin where you're cleaning up people's messes all the time and not valuing yourself to say, I'm not going to cross that boundary anymore? Are you a notebook piece of paper where people can write all over you and assign their own value of what your self-worth might be? Are you this dollar build where people use you for them? But instead of looking at yourself as being pieces of paper, why not look at yourself as a tree that's priceless? Because there's so many things that come out of a tree than just paper. Mm. So I look at self-worth. I look at the value. And when we value ourselves, how much more of the people that we can attract of same value? What, what do you think about the value of... How do we view ourselves since we're talking about relationships and individuality in the relationship? Yes, yes. I love that story. Thank you for sharing. That was I love the visual that you brought it together. If, for me, it's very simple. It's recoding. That's my language on frequencies. Recoding my solemn truth. Mm. Because if I say, and I do say, I am a child of God. Then I'm also saying that it runs in my veins, godly DNA. And if that's the case, it makes me royalty. If that's the case, because it is, if I choose to believe that way, it makes me an infinite source of all things that come from God because he's my father. Especially the fruits of the spirit to say love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And I really want to focus on love, joy, peace. In the energy world, love, joy, peace is the highest vibration. Mm -hmm. So if I'm actually attach myself to the source of all things great, which is God, if you want to call a source, that's fine. You know, he, he, he's, he's not here deleting. I like you better. But he, here's the point. How come we fall so far from the tree with our behavior and not with your words. Because most people would say, yes, I believe in God and, you know, I'm a child of God. Most people. But then they behave like they are napkins. Right? So I want to come back here to how, if you do believe, would it be valuable to drop that belief to your heart and live by this truth? And you know you're living by this truth when it feels so good to be in your body. It feels so good to use your voice. You, you dance with fear. You put yourself out there. You know what? I have been hurt before, Stephen. True story. Mm -hmm. I have been hurt before. But by, by man, by girlfriends, by abandonment. And the choice is, is my heart open or close? Because you have free will. So for every listener that is out there, whether you're married or single, I know you've been hurt. 
the question is, what is the state of your heart and how do you want your heart to be? And you can notice that based on the results in your life. Are you pushing people away? Or are you bringing them close? Do you that, see yourself as a sovereign being, right? And, but that goes into how we value ourselves. Yeah. You know, whether we uh, don't feel good about ourselves, so we're going to push people away. If we feel good about ourselves, we're going to attract because of the energy that's there, yes. that's behind there. But I also want to challenge too, Kenya, I know sometimes we, we you and I are faith-based, but some of our listeners may not be. And they we're not trying call to- God I, the creator of all things. Right. And, and some people don't uh, believe in that. So I want to try to bring a balance here of, yes, I recognize that you and I are both faith-based and it's not about pushing our belief system. What we want to do is bring some truth, allow you, the listener, to make the choice. As Kenya said, you have free will. But please hear me out. It doesn't matter what you believe in because it's the energy of where you put what you believe in that matters. Because here's where I'm going to go. And I know that's a little contradictory. But when I think about putting my energy in something that I believe in, I can believe that an electric car is the best thing ever. But is it the best energy for me to move long distance of miles? It's, it's not. It doesn't benefit me. Mm -hmm. But if I look at another way of transportation, what if I want to get from here to California? I'm going to take a plane. Where I put my energy is the destination that I'm going to go. Now, when it comes to the belief system of a value, we have to understand that we got to believe in ourselves first. 100%. That we are lovable, that 100%. we are royalty, as you say. When that becomes there, look at where this stems from. For me, it is a belief in God because mm -hmm. when I was first diagnosed with cancer in 2013, here's where my value came from. I did not have any type of insurance. I was a contractor working for a telecommunications company downtown in Tulsa. I would drive midway and work for an inpatient hospital because I was transferring careers, leaving the engineering field of fiber networking into the fiber networking of the brain. So I went from a physical into more of a, a spiritualness of working your brain. I didn't have insurance. I went to a doc and he says, I've never seen anything like that out of 26 years of my career. You may have you you need an operation in two weeks because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't have insurance. I don't have thirty thousand dollars. So I applied to the VA. This was Sunday night, Friday, the day after the doc told me. So I applied Monday morning. Is this Mr. Hudgens? I said, Yes, ma'am, it is. She goes, here's what, uh, you've been fully approved. Mm. Well, to make a long story short, she sets me up for that day uh, 
an a a um what do you call those things where you go um you sit to get your benefits that was the only time that month because they were changing the va card had a doctor's appointment on wednesday she says i need to put a consult in the guy from muskogee came up says it's my weekend let's let's do this but the doc is out i need to get you a consult in the VA pay for my surgery through a civilian hospital in less than two weeks time frame that I was given. I'm sorry. The value that I see in myself was that the gay government don't work that fast. So who does? It's that higher energy that moved things. So I see my value as a child of God. Mm -hmm. Yes, this was a positive experience. But people who do not have that positive experience, they get the negative energy. So how do we help them to find the positive energy of value of themselves so they can have value in the relationships? Because so no one deserves to be alone. Beautiful. So what I hear you saying, it's all about value. And it is. Mm -hmm. It's really not about you calling God, God. You calling God universe, right? Or you calling God the source of all things? It is the same thing. And I say this: I'm not going to apologize for my religious listeners. I'm just telling you, it's the same thing, right? So, what I also hear you saying, and I hear me saying as well, is that I am part of the entirety, and the entirety is in me. I am part earth. I am part sky. I am part water. I am part, we have all of the elements. We have all of God. We have all of the universe. And a particle, an atomic cell, and a molecule, we can get nerdy really quickly. But this is why vibration, frequency, and energy is everything. Because if you really want to tap into the magnet magnetism of your heart, you will find that she life source, the energy comes from something greater that you may call whatever you want. And if that is not enough evidence of your worthiness, that you are not just an accident, that you are not just here to experience the same life stories, that you're actually, that the awakening here, that people, have you heard about awakening? The awakening here, that people talking about that I am talking about is the awakening that you are a sovereign being. You are so worthy and you are free. Your will is the magnetism that say, you know what? Enough. Mm -hmm. I don't want this anymore in my life. And when you make a decision out loud or in meditation or in prayer, again, call whatever you want. You have sovereignty over that, which you no longer wants to create. No, Can you drive? You like metaphors from cars. I noticed that. <laughs> so <laughs> can you drive looking at the rear view mirror, mirror the entire time? No, you can't. No. That's how most people live their life, unaware, unawake, looking in the past and repeating the same things and wondering, why is this happening to me? Well, change the question. How can it get any better? Or what has this got to teach me? Yeah, but listen, when I say, how can this, how can it get any better than this? You're assuming that your life is great. Mm -hmm. 
So I, I play a game with yourself. Are you, are you on January, we talked about leadership the entire time. So are you here as a victim of, you know what, my mother, my grandmother, we didn't know our value. It's always like that. I'm Latino. I'm American. I'm African. You're a human. Right. You were a divine being. You are incredible. You have all the power of the universe at the tip of your hands, your heart, your aura, your all the things. So dare to believe your worthiness. And I wonder, I just wonder, when you show up like that in your life, even though you don't know, but you show up as if you knew, if people will notice and you start magnetizing and attracting different treatment, different results, and be called out to use your voice. So when people come to you and tell you things that is less than desirable, you would say, okay, I hear what you're saying. And yet I don't like your tone. And I don't want to be talked like this. And leave. You know, it, it, when you value yourself, it, it reveals this within your speech. And in your speech and the energy and things like that, I mean, that's what attracts the healthiness of people. Well, and, and it comes from your speech before your speech comes from your thoughts. Correct. So when you catch yourself thinking, oh my gosh, I can believe it, did that again, and I didn't use my voice. And then, so my invitation here also, Steve, for our listeners is to be in such a beauty of catching the thought and not judge. Shift into worthiness. And you get really good at what you practice. So practice that. Mm -hmm. and, and if you have difficulty in trying to practice that, find, find a therapist, find a coach, find someone that has that modeled energy that can help bring out what you're not seeing in yourself. Yes. In my I mean, practice, what I have noticed is that after a few sessions or after a weekend retreat, they come to me saying, there's something in me that always knew that. Mm -hmm. There's something in me that always felt that this existed. Almost like a remembrance. So my offering to you, listeners is that you tap into the knowing that even though it's not conscious knowing yet, it gets to be when you say so. Show me God, show me source, show me universe. But show part me. of that value too is where you put yourself and, and, and what you're surrounded by. And, and here's the reason why. I mean, I grew up on country. I grew up on the country music because my dad was a farm boy from West Texas area. And uh, that's what he listened to, old-time country. And the joke is you play the record backwards and you get everything back that you lost because that's country. Now, I, I'm not knocking country. There's some good songs out there, uh, and I, I can listen to country. Then I got into living in Japan where they listened to the 50s. Now, mind you, I'm not from the 50s. I didn't grow up in that era. Uh, but I like the music, the, the Bee Gees and, and some of the classics that are there. But then in, being in high school in Japan, I enjoyed listening to 
uh some of the you know you got chicago foreigner journey some of the good classical rock back then yes so then good. i moved to oklahoma and i was a disc jockey and started listening to jazz and i enjoyed jazz but as i got older and got into more christian music the powerful words of you are and one of my favorite songs is you say by lauren dangle if i can just Put that out there. Freebie advertisement for her. Uh, it, it keeps saying that what? I keep fighting these words that say that I am not enough. But you say I am. That's what Kenya is talking about, audience, is the fact that it's putting into practice. Yes. Knowing your value. If you're going to be in an environment where it's negative, your thoughts are going to be negative. Negative. But if you can find that support support system, just like an ankle brace helps secure your ankle, and then put into that slow practice of walking, put into place that I am enough. I'm going to push these thoughts back that says that I'm not. But I know for me, my divine creator has told me that I am enough. I'm his. And so how I treat myself is a value. And guess what that does, Kenya? I hope that how I feel of value, that you feel value. 100%. It, it is almost like that because you are the emitter and mm. you are transmitting the signal. So when I feel those are the vibes that around me, people are going to feel too. And please let me go deeper. If you allow me for one second. Yeah. By around me, I don't mean just in my household, at work. I mean, my aura transmutes time and space. So I can be here feeling worthy. And then I receive a phone call from my mama in Brazil, miles and miles away, uh, for reconciliation. How did it happen? What am I emitting? So signals are so... Um, divine miraculous because you're made you are a miracle please hear and receive if you're ready take just what resonates but i'm telling you you are you are you are so worthy you're magnificent you are a child of god you are whole you are you are complete you are a, a masterpiece and a daily work in progress at the same time, but right now, just as you are, even if your life doesn't reflect that yet, if you believe you are, then you are. If you accept you are, then your field shifts just like that because you're in control. So I want to help our audience a little bit here. Yes. Because it's so easy for you and I to say, we can put out the vibes. This is how we do it. But- just listening to where we're at, to help our listener, I want the listeners to evaluate themselves right now. What's stopping you from valuing you to put that into practice with your behavior is what I hear a lot of times in therapy. I'm afraid of failing. How do we shift that, Kenya, from the fear of failing, not being a success to looking that where our value stems from? Is it from the the fear 
or is Thanks. it from a source of love? May I play? Sure, may please. I role play with you? Okay, yes. so you're the person that just say that. I'm afraid. And I would say, okay. And when you're afraid, how do you feel? I feel lonely when I'm afraid. And when you're lonely, how do you feel? I feel depressed. I don't want to do anything. Mm -hmm. And when you're depressed, what do you feel? Emptiness. And when you're empty, what do you feel? Nothing. So you're afraid of nothing. No, I feel like I'm afraid of a lot of things. What are you afraid of? Fear of uh, failure, fear of being able to be successful, afraid okay. of, uh, of a relationship because of past hurts. Mm -hmm. What I hear you saying is you're afraid to love? Oh, I want to love. It's that hurt that I don't like feeling. So you're afraid to love? No, I love to love. You want to love, like, but you're afraid yes. to love. Okay. You want to love. I but want you're to, afraid love. to love. So are you loving? Oh, I'm very loving. Are you loving right now? I hear the desire to love. Are mm -hmm. you loving? Now, if you want me to say I love Kenya, I can say I love Kenya. That's that's easy because it's in front of you. But yes. what if I'm hurting you? That's harder for me to choose because uh, you're hurting me. Okay. So what I really hear you saying is that this hurt makes you not love. Yeah, because I that's my focus is the is the hurt. But with those questions, Steve, and thank you for this role playing. With sure. those questions, what I'm getting into is in the end of the day, you see how you shift, you went down to nothing. I'm afraid yes. of this, I'm afraid of that, I'm afraid of nothing. The truth is, the desperation is that we would be in nowhere, nothing, empty, alone, done, dark. That is it. And it's never really true because we're made out of love. So there is a shadow over here. And it is perfectly described by the role playing. The shadow put us in the dark spot, in the dark spot of our soul that feels so real. It's what but I call self-perception. Yeah, it is, it's a shadow. So when I tell you love, in the end of the day, every time I do that with a client, in the end of the day, we keep going, we keep going. They go down to what I really want is love. What I really want is oneness. My husband is my husband. That, but that, but that. Okay, so what do you want? I want him to listen. <laughs> Great. And then when, when he listens, what's happening? Then we connect. So what happens when you connect? Then we befriend each other. Okay. So you befriend each other when you connect. Yeah. And when you befriend, what happens? Then I trust. And then when you trust, what happens? Then, then, I, then I love. And what happens when you love? Then I'm one with him. Wow. It's always a variation. I dare you to play in your play, play in your own 
years, this role playing of what do you really, really want? What do you really think you're feeling? Because let me tell you, your feelings might seem real, but they are not you. You are not your feelings. Your feelings are information. Your feelings it doesn't have a gender. They don't have a, a polarity of right or wrong. They're just feelings. And when you squish a feeling and you avoid listening, they get bigger. And that taps into those mother-father wounds, too, of not being 100%. heard. 100%. You know, life is pretty simple. You are I, simple. Right. And sometimes <laughs> our mind makes it more complex that so you know complex. we can go into a dark room and think there's a monster underneath our bed when there's really not a monster. And you will convince yourself yes. that there is a monster. And then you're going to live and you're going to have chills and you're not going to be able to sleep. And I wonder if you take the head out and you just leave the body, if the body feels chills. What do you think? No, because no, the head tells the body to feel the chills. It's a yin-yang system yeah. that happens, that we need to be aware. You know, I really appreciate our time and our listeners being able to, um, it, it, it's us trying to help present value. Yeah. That I'm getting a sense that we're starting to lose our value. And I'm hoping there's a shift in our society, our culture, our community, within the home, that we're starting to shift to find the value within ourselves, and not to be afraid to share that value. So Steve, I would like to continue this conversation. Yes, we'll do a part two. Because what's coming to me right now is the value of what's happening in the world right now, okay. where the music the games, all the information, all the information really is devaluing human, valuing more AI, not to mention devaluing our natural abilities of this, of connecting, of touching, of getting close to our hearts. And, and it's showing up in our language. And I just want to leave you guys at this. If you have a teenager, a preteen in your home, tell me how is his language right now? Because if I'm not correcting my kids and really welcoming vocabulary, it feels like there there is no vocabulary out there. It's all bruh, bruh, bruh. Hey, bruh, bruh, bruh. And it's not just a teen thing. It feels like it's by design mm. that our young really is is shifting in vocabulary in a way that they're just texting, not using words. They're no longer writing. They're just emoji, um, gifts, and and all the things that, as a parent, we we are receiving those codes as well. I know I'm receiving and I'm rejecting. I'm like I receive as a mirror and it's like, hey, I see that this is out there in the world, but you're more valuable than this. You're more eloquent than this. You can speak in full sentences. You can write a paragraph. No. And, and I wonder, how is this showing up in our relationship with each other? And how capable the parents, the mothers, the fathers are, are feeling to really ingrain 
in their kids more value, which we just talked about in this entire podcast. You can only be that way if you're generating worthiness and value. And what a great way to be on a cliffhanger. So please tune in next week to figure out what is Kenya saying about how to, to love our children, so to speak, and ourselves. Until next time, take care. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Coached Soul, where we aim to empower and uplift you on your journey towards personal growth and well-being. Remember, as you navigate through life, you don't have to do it alone. We encourage you to reach out to professionals, seek support from loved ones, and take the time to prioritize your own well-being. Stay tuned for future episodes filled with even more valuable insights and actionable tips. Remember, you have the power to thrive. And with Coach at Soul by your side, anything is possible. Until next time, take care, stay empowered, and keep shining your brightest light. For more information, contact Kenya at kenyacoachedsoul.com.